Welcome to Warrensville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf, and my guest today is a really neat guy. His name is Larry Black, and he builds some of the most spectacular homes on the east side. Very contemporary and very unique. I hate to be hacky and resort to like bad puns and cliches, but um, I have to say about Larry, he literally built this business from the ground up. And he also, the cliche is uh, fake it till you make it. I don't think he would take offense at me saying that that's essentially what he did because he did not know anything about the building industry. He kind of backed into it. He helped a friend out with some carpentry work and he just took it from there. Larry is very forthcoming in this episode, as you'll hear, and he's also very modest about his work, but these homes are very complicated. It's, he adds a lot of elements that elevate the level of complexity, we could say. And I'll also add, to be quite frank, these homes are expensive. They're multi-million dollars in many cases, and it shows. You know, they're, they're really attractive homes. So please enjoy my conversation with Larry Black. Larry Black, I want to welcome you to the podcast. I'm very excited to have you here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> well, you, everyone needs to know, you are one of the premier home builders in Cleveland. You build some of the most spectacular houses. We're lucky to have you here in Warrensville Heights to base your office. As background, um, you, in 1974, began building, um, began with home construction as a finished carpenter and a framing contractor. And Right? Yes, that that's right? how I started, yes. Did you go to college or anything like that? I went to Ohio State, and uh, while I was at Ohio State, I had a friend who was working on a, uh, an apartment project, and he asked me to give him a ride. I gave him a ride, and uh, when we got there, somebody had dropped steel on their hands, and they needed another carpenter. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know anything. <laughs> I had no experience. I didn't know what a two-by-four was. But I lied, and I told them that I was experienced. So they hired me, and uh, they realized I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually, within six, seven months, I was running a crew and building houses. So this was a side project? I mean, what were you planning to major in? Uh, I didn't have a major. You know, I was in liberal arts and yeah. hadn't really decided what I was going to do, but I took a liking to building. How many years did you do at Ohio State? Uh, three. Okay. No, I love this story. Yeah. I mean, you are an exceptionally successful person who did it without a college degree, yes. which I think is amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so after, it was only a matter of three years before you decided you're going to be your own man and do the custom home building. Well, when I, when I left Columbus, I came back to Cleveland and I opened up a little remodeling okay. business. I think I was 22 or 23 years old and mm -hmm. it was called Heights Carpenters. Okay. And we used to do additions and just about anything people would let us do at that age. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, they used to lie about my age. Uh, and so from that, I met somebody who had some land and wanted to, uh, to build a house. And I mm -hmm. pretended I knew how to build a house, although I didn't really know how to build a house yet. And uh, we wound up building four homes in Mentor and uh, we sold them and made a little wow. bit of money. And from there, we came back to the east side and started building in Orangewood. Okay. And oh, right. Yeah, That's a big was, development. Yeah, yeah. That was one of your first big. That project? was probably one of the first ones. Yes, we built a little bit more in Mentor, and then mm -hmm. we wound up coming to the East Side, and I've really been building in, you know, Pepper Pike, Moreland Hills, Hunting Valley, Chagrin Falls, Beechwood, Solon, little you know, three four mile radius for the last forty years. That's amazing. Well, it speaks to your reputation. 
<laughs> How many homes in Orangewood do you think you built? Orangewood, we probably did about 10 maybe. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot it was of like in there. the 70s. Yeah. Um, and you specialize right now in high-end homes, yes. right? So back then, normal homes, but now you've scaled it up quite a bit. Well, little by little, we in maybe around eighty one, we we did a spec home in uh, Pepper Pike on Chestnut Lane, mm -hmm. and it was a, I mean, you know, it was probably about a six thousand foot house, and it was very risky. And I don't know if you know, nineteen eighty one is when interest rates went up to eighteen percent for mortgages, but somehow or another we sold it. And, oh, so you did uh, it on spec? Yes, we did it on <gasps> spec. Oh, that's crazy, Larry. That was crazy. Yes, that was crazy. <laughs> well, because yeah, we, you know, I was like. 26, 27 years old. I didn't yeah. know better. Yeah. So, and I had no fear then. Okay. So anyhow, we sold it, and uh, and since probably about, you know, just a little bit after that, most everything that we've done, or I've done, has been custom homes, um, you know, on the east side, and they get larger and larger and more sophisticated, more complicated. Uh, we do a lot of modern homes now, which are very, um, very difficult to build, um, but they're great looking and great projects. We'll get into the, some of those details because I, I, I am interested in that. But um, uh, where I want to go with this is overall, how many homes do you think you've built so far? In my career? Yes. Gosh, I don't know. I have no idea. 300 maybe, okay. maybe, maybe a little more. I mean, you're leaving a real footprint in the community when you build yeah, a house. Yeah, I guess you I know? am, yes, yeah. yes. Your work is everywhere. And um, any locations outside Cleveland? You know, we've done outside of the city of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've done I some mean, on this the, we've Northeast done, Ohio. Yeah, we've done, no, we've done some. The furthest we've gone, you know, we do some Rocky River. We'll do. We've we've done. We did one on the uh, on the lake and in, uh, in uh, off 117th Street on Lakeview. Mm -hmm. But most of our work tends to be around here. We don't go out of town. Okay, I'm thinking Florida. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Okay, um, so I just wanted to put your work into context and some perspective. What is roughly the typical range, cost range, for a Larry Black home? <laughs> well, it changes. You know, we, we build probably from 800 to four and a half million. Is, and the typical range tends to be million and a half to two million tends to be the, okay. the range. And according to your bio, you handle six to eight construction projects and renovations per year. So that's a healthy pipeline. Um, how do people find you? Most find me either through uh, projects that I've done, through clients that I've worked for. It's almost all word of mouth. It's all recommendation, yeah. um, which is the best way, you know, for these type of homes to, mm -hmm. to you know, to... That's, that's and so I don't do a lot of advertising. We do, you know, a little here and there. We support, you know, different groups and different organizations, you know, as, but most of our work comes from word of mouth. Yeah, and then you have posted some interiors on your website. Yes. So the work can speak for itself. Yes, I have the website. You know, I, I get a number of calls, surprisingly, on the website, even though I don't, um, I don't market the website mm -hmm. to be number one or number two mm -hmm. on the page, but people seem to find it, and they like what they see, and so yeah. I get numerous calls off it. Uh, one of your current projects is Chagrin Bluffs. Do I have yes. that name right? Which is a very unique uh, development. So, can you talk about that project? Yes, yeah, Chagrin Bluffs is a just a. It's really a beautiful street. It's uh, there's 27 acres, and we could have put in probably 13 lots, but we decided to put in nine lots 
it just made it so we didn't have to take as many trees down. The lots could be a little little nicer in shape and size, and we have two to five acre lots there, and nice. the nine are all sold now. And wow. uh, we've well, got one, two, three, four under construction, and the other five will be starting sometime in the next, you know, few months to uh, six months. Wow. So um, just to listeners now, this is off of Chagrin Boulevard between River Road and we can say Main Street in yes. Chagrin Falls. Yes. So you can't miss it. You can't miss it. Um, <laughs> and it's, it, it over, the, the, we call it the bluffs because uh, at the cul-de-sac, there are three lots that overlook the river, mm-hmm. and the river's down probably about 100 feet below. Chagrin River. The Chagrin River. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you see out for, you know, hundreds of miles from, from that view, and mm-hmm. you also see the river winding through the back of the property. Yeah, it's so spectacular. It's, it's, I have driven down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Even though if you ever walk back to the edge, you just yeah. can't believe how beautiful it is. <laughs> hmm, there's an idea. Yeah. Wow, it's still possible. Yeah. Um, okay, you, your homes have been featured in Cleveland Magazine and Architectural Digest, so I'm just wondering what drew the latter magazine to your doorstep? They found me. You know, they. Yeah. I think probably some people that I had built for um, must have... Um, contacted them because they were so proud of the home yes and they came out and they liked them enough to 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 feature in the magazines what was um special about that home uh it was one was a very you know modern home and it was a long you know it was years ago Mm -hmm. before people were really doing modern homes the other was a very traditional home and so you know just the craftsmanship and, and and it was an interesting exteriors and interesting interiors and and it's you know. Well, when you say modern home, how do you define that? Because everyone builds a home, yeah. and it's not necessarily modern. Well, I guess there's there. The very modern home tends to be feel more like an out an indoor outdoor living. There, it's glass walls and you know, floor to ceiling. Floor to ceiling glass walls, very large expanse of spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of steel, a lot of glass. The exteriors tend to be. Um, interesting uh, materials you know stones and an interesting wood um, and they tend to have flat roofs mm-hmm. and is that a good idea in this climate where you get three well, feet of snow I, I've built a number of flat roofs yeah. I almost think a flat roof is is better than a even in this climate than a pitch than a shingled roof okay. I've had less problems with uh, flat roofs than anything in fact a house uh, on Jackson that, that you're aware of. Mm-hmm. I think that roof's been on there for 30 years now, yeah. and I can't remember ever getting a call or having a problem with it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, uh, what are some of the wilder requests you've had from clients? Because <laughs> I'm, you know, sometimes when the budget is large, you might. Well, get you know, the funny thing is, the hardest thing that I ever had to build in a house. And it doesn't sound like it would be hard, but uh, a client wanted a slide. Mm-hmm. from the second floor down to the basement. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, you can't, and he wanted it in an area you could, where you couldn't buy a slide. You couldn't oh, just buy right. a slide and just right. somewhere. So we had to design and build this curving slide from the top all the way down to the bottom. That wouldn't be too dangerous, uh-huh. but could be uh-huh. could be a lot of fun. That was one of the hardest things I had to fit in and build <laughs> oh in a house because it all had to be hand plastered. Okay, and I think maybe wood, but yeah, plaster. Yeah, no, it was, well, it was wood and mm-hmm. then plastered on okay. top and yeah. carved and, and yeah. moved. Uh, that was an odd request. Um, <laughs> we built indoor racquetball courts. I have one uh, client we call it the 
the Dustin Dome because his son was next door to where we were building mm -hmm. and his son wanted uh, an indoor basketball court. Mm -hmm. So we wound up building an indoor basketball court, tennis court, pool, and then turned it into somewhat of a house so in case he ever wanted to sell it. Oh. And it was actually, it wasn't attached to his yeah, house, okay. it was actually next door. Uh, that was kind of an odd, odd, you know, it was an odd thing to build for around here. <laughs> okay, um, now you have to dig deep in the ground, obviously, for a lot of these homes. Yes. And I'm wondering if you've ever found anything interesting down there. Down in the ground? No yeah. bodies. Okay. Uh, we found <laughs> some washers, dryers, really? people just buried. Uh, we have found wow. streams, we have found, um, we have one now where in the back there's actually, a, a, we found a, a, a pet burial graft, <gasps> oh, which wow. kind of freaked out the owners a little bit, but you know, yeah. we have to gently remove it. Yeah. Uh, we have found some Indian artifacts here and there. Wow, like, like what? Arrows, uh, oh, okay. arrowheads, um, just various objects that, 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 that it must have been you know, from, I don't know how long ago, hundreds of years, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you were getting a little specific about um, the homes you build, and, and there are certainly trends yeah. in, in terms of exteriors and amenities, and so I'm wondering if you can speak to some of that, and, and maybe even features in bathrooms and kitchens, and, you know, in terms um, of what's possible. I mean, anything's possible today. You know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the thing about homes today is there's so many more they become expensive because there's so many options okay. and there's so many great materials and electronics you know those kinds of items that, that used to never really go into the homes um, and it seems that the people are in Cleveland uh, are finally you know wanting modern homes mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's somewhat the trend of doing. I'm seeing more and more of it uh, I've been doing modern homes probably since you know 88 89 um, but every year, you know, maybe I would get one a year, one every couple of years. Now it seems I'm getting, you know, almost half the homes are that, mm -hmm. uh, or they're very traditional. Um, you know, features, you know, people, everybody tends to want open open kitchens, family rooms, di you know, combination. The dining rooms are playing a smaller role because they're used so little, so they tend to be part of the living room, dining room kitchen area it's not it's not a, a, a formal area anymore it um, makes sense yeah, <laughs> yeah the way people you know entertain these days which is not necessarily that you yeah. know filling your dining room and I think people are, are, are leaning towards truthfully smaller large homes okay uh, and you know where I used to build I've built 16,000 20,000 12,000 seriously oh, yeah, square just, feet yeah I just built one that was 16,000 I have one that was uh, the biggest largest one was 20,000 um, but, for, but for, wait, I just have to ask you, how many people were living in 20,000? Uh, four. four people in yeah, 20,000 square feet? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that I can do that math. That averages 5,000 square feet per person. Per person yes, like, yes. Technically. Wow. Okay. And, and, and so the bulk of people today that used to want to build eight, 9,000 now want 4,000. 4,500, which is much more livable. I have people that are downsizing to mm -hmm. 3,500 square feet, but they really want them to be what they want them to be. Mm -hmm. And so they'll move out of a 7,000 or 8,000 foot house into a 4,000 foot house. They'll probably spend more money than what they sold their house for. But it's the living, you know, they want, they want to live a certain way now. Mm -hmm. And they don't want the maintenance and they don't need the spaces that they, that they used to have. So that tends to be a, a big trend today, a large trend, is, 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 move, is, is 
um, small, you know, a little bit smaller homes for these people. And then there's the whole element of, um, and I say this with air quotes, smarter homes, where they're getting all, you know, through apps and their phone, they can do the temperature and locking the doors, and you, you get involved with all that? Yes, we, you know, and we have some homes that we have systems in the homes where you can uh, turn all your lights on from your car, mm -hmm. from, from, you could be in Pittsburgh and turn your, your lights on, you can start your, your hot tubs, you can control your temperatures, you can watch who's coming into your house. Mm -hmm. That tends to be a big, a big thing today. Um, you can open your garage door. You can open if your you garage need to let door. In. You can pretty much do anything that you want um, today, and you can and you can keep an eye on your house from anywhere mm -hmm. and know who comes in, who comes out. And um, now it's a long process from the architectural designs to breaking ground to hooking into sewer, gas, and electric. So um, how how long? How long does that actually take from, from when you first meet with someone? I mean, how long can that take? You know, I have had some people that, are, uh, that have taken two months to literally from start to have their design in place, mm -hmm. permits ready, approved. But most people take anywhere from six months to a year from the moment I meet them, mm -hmm. buying the piece of property, Deciding what the architect, who the architect wants to be, designing it, pricing it, and being ready to finally build, getting the financing for it, all of it. It, it just it, it takes, it's longer and longer today than it used to be. Um, so it's a long one, game. You, it takes a while to get your return. There's <laughs> a, yes, there's a, and on all that time that I spend putting that into place, uh, I don't really have any assurance that all that time is going to be paid for people could change their mind after all that, mm -hmm. that that amount of time but most people go ahead um, very yeah. few times that people not not doing it and, and the the tools that the architects have some of the architects have today where you know when 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 the people are as they're designing can see the entire can walk the entire outside of a house now mm -hmm. and the entire inside of the house so they know what the house is going to look like finished from from any room that they want to walk into and from the outside, the way it's going to look when it's complete. That's a great tool because most people, you know, over the, before they had this, didn't really know what it was going to look like. They really had no idea. And so they were always, you know, very nervous about mm -hmm. it. Today they know and we know what it's going to look like, how much it's going to cost. Do you have CAD drawings? As we have CAD drawings, but these are videos that they oh. put together before the home is built. Okay. That if you look at the video, you would have no idea that this wasn't built and it wasn't real. Wow. Uh, the, from the inside, you know, to the detailed beams and bathrooms and tiles, they everything, you know, stones, fireplaces, and mm -hmm. the exterior. That's incredible. Yeah, and you can and you can walk around it. You mm -hmm. can get up above and look down at it. Oh, you can God. enter from the driveway and pull your car up and walk in the front door and go room <laughs> to room. And it's a great tool for uh, for everybody. What's that software called? I'm just curious. I don't know the name okay. of the software. Right. No big deal. And there are a number of architects who have it, and yeah. it's a great selling tool. Now, weather obviously is a huge factor in your line of work. So, do you tip the balance toward renovations in the bad, you know, cold season? You know, it's funny that some of the years the winters are easier to build. It's dry. Mm -hmm. It's not too cold. Uh, sometimes the springs are rough because yeah. the spring a lot of rain. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the falls can be a little a, a little hard. 
Uh, we build all year long. If the weather's too bad, we don't. And if it's, you know, we do a lot of renovations. Renovations are actually you try and do before the winter because they're existing homes. Mm-hmm. And so and if, you you're, tear, if you're tearing things out yeah. or tearing roofs off, you don't want to be. Well, what are the range of improvements people are typically seeking with their renovation? You mean in terms of dollars? No, or just like what are these projects? These projects tend to be, uh, a lot of them tend to be, peop- there, are, there are very few new homes being built. On it. There are no spec homes being built on these side. So, so in where people used to buy a spec home and then they would finish them and they would move into them, today that new spec home is buying an existing home and gutting it. Okay. And having it brand new when you're finished, so a lot of people are are doing the, the the literally gutting the first floors and second floors, putting new kitchens, new bathrooms, new flooring, you know, on and on. Not you know, some people put additions, but I would say the the, the biggest part of it is is renovating the entire outside and inside of these homes that they're buying reasonable. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it's in a location that they want to be in. It's in the right location. Mm-hmm. And again, on the east side, and you know, in, in these communities of Pepper Pike and Moreland Hills and Sugar Falls, and Honey, there is there isn't anything new other than custom homes, which are already committed to. So the only other choice is 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 either a builder renovating a house, and that's the new spec home, I guess, <laughs> right? Or people buying an existing home and, yeah. and renovating it. Okay, well, Larry, tell me, what do you like about your work? What do I like about it? You know, I yeah. love building. I, I love the whole, the whole process. Yeah. You know, I like the design part of it. I love the, you know, working with clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a lot of just really interesting clients and successful people, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we've had a few, not so interesting people, but I would say most most of our clients have been very very good to work with, and so you know, the, the, the you have to really love you know, construction and, and doing these homes that have never been built before. Because every home we built has never been built before. So there are inherent problems that the architects can't see. Mm-hmm. And our job is to make sure that all those problems are solved before the home is finished. And we're very good at that. Um, we're what we call real builders. We're not managers. We're not construction managers. We actually understand how to build these houses, the structure of it. I have a, my project manager has a four-year degree in construction management from Colorado State. We all worked in the trade somewhere along the line. My, my, my son is with us who really you know, grew up in construction. So uh, you really have to, because there's so many moving parts, yeah. it's so difficult. Yeah. And it's probably easier to build, you know, cookie cutter one after another after another. But that's but, not what you do. <laughs> but we love doing this. You know, we love doing these interesting, never-built-before homes. When you were little, were you the one playing with, like, Tinker Toys? No, I had no, like, I had no interest. Lincoln in, I, <laughs> when I tell you I didn't know, when I started, that I didn't know what a two-by-four was. Yeah. I didn't know what a piece of plywood was. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I didn't know that I had, um, you know, that I was interested in this until I just happened to fall into it. That's a great story. I like that. Um, do you have any good disaster stories as long as we're on stories just things that really I, went south i have i have no disaster <laughs> stories i okay. really don't uh you know I, we get you know funny calls i mean i had somebody call me you know 10 o'clock at night you have to come over right now we have a fly problem oh. with flies they're just covered on our windows well when i got out there the flies were actually 
outside. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so without yeah. me, you know, extinguishing yeah. the fly population of Cleveland, right, there wasn't right, much right. I could do. That's we fine. get a lot of, you know, we get a number of calls from people all for all kinds of things. We tend to service and stay in touch with the clients yeah. forever, for as mm -hmm. long as they're in the house. Wow. So we, we hear a lot of different things. But we've had no, we literally have had no, uh, no disasters that I can mm. think of, no. That's funny. Well, if you could build your dream house, what would it feature? What would it feature? I mean, it would be a, probably want to be a, 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 a very modern, contemporary house. Um, and it would probably want to be, you know, somewhere around 3,500 to 4,000 square feet, mm -hmm. no, no larger than that. I'd love a great outdoor area and a lot of glass and, you know, obviously great kitchens and masters. And But I really, it's the materials that are used on the inside and outside that would be most important to me, that it would be warm and comfortable. And people think of modern homes as cold, and that that's what their worry is when they're building them, but they really can't. They're really the warmest of houses mm -hmm. because you literally are inside the house, but you feel the outside. Yeah, I was going to say, you almost bring the inside, the outside, outside inside. inside the house because yes. the one thing that... Um, people should appreciate is when you, when you build these homes, they're often on spectacular lots. Yes. So the Chagrin Bluffs is a good example, but plenty of others are just you, very unique settings that you really want to yes. be able to appreciate uh, from yes. inside. And, and people are, are really spending, you know, money and time for these outsides, you know, where they have covered porch areas and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of pools we build, but just how the patios work and landscaping around it. and. Again, bringing that outside inside is 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 warms, yeah. warms the modern home, and, and that's what I would be interested in for myself. Is, mm -hmm. You know, in a great lot. Yeah, a lot is yeah. everything. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning, and My you pleasure. know, just shedding some light on on what you do because it's really spectacular. Thank you. I appreciate it.